Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Asher. Asher drew a great picture of Dredge's mud beasts from the Mist Fairy stories, uh, and those pictures are great, Asher. Thank you so much for sending those in, and thanks for listening to the show. You guys should uh, head over to kidstoriespodcast.com and check out Asher's drawing. Now we're going to rejoin Harvey and Luke as they continue to try and become members of the Clown Dojo by crushing it at the Ninja Olympics. They've already won the first two competitions, and there are more to come. We left off just as the Clown Ninjas were hauling out a big fart meter to the fighting circle. Harvey, Luke, and the rest of the contestants watched as two clown ninjas hauled out an electronic device attached to the top of a pole. They stuck it right in the middle of the fighting ring. Some people knew what this device was, and some didn't. Harvey and Luke knew what it was. They had been up to Valleytown to visit the bullfarting competitions. Those competitions featured bulls standing near this fart meter. They would fart and the meter would gauge whose fart was the loudest. The bull with the loudest fart that day was the winner. It was awesome. Harvey and Luke hadn't been practicing their farts as part of their training, but they did consider themselves to be pretty good farters, generally speaking. Daisy Dropkick announced this event. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fart meter. It measures the loudness of a fart. Contestants will stand at this line and fart. Only one person may fart at a time. No team farts allowed. The loudest fart to register on the meter will be the winner. First up is... And so the contest began. Daisy continued calling up challenger after challenger to try for their loudest farts, and there was some epic gas out there. After a contestant farted... The fart meter would make some calculations and beep and boop and then print out a little slip of paper. On the paper would be written a number to note how many decibels the fart was. So a decibel is a unit that measures sound. So the bigger the number, the better the score. Most challengers did their farts and then there were only two teams left. Harvey and Luke and another team of two girls. Harvey and Luke were to go next, and then one of the girls. The score to beat so far was 180 decibels, quite loud for a fart. They decided Harvey would be the farter, since his toots were usually pretty loud. Harvey stepped up to the line near the fart meter and took a deep breath. He turned around so his bum was facing the meter. Harvey closed his eyes, bent forward a bit, and ripped a righteous bomb. He got a round of applause, and the fart meter printed out his score. Daisy ripped it from the machine and read the total. 191 decibels, a new high score! The crowd went wild. By now, those watching the competition were really rooting for Harvey and Luke. They really wanted to see someone finally win the games and become a member of the dojo. That's the score to beat! The final contestant team is Twixt and Snicker. To the fart meter. 
The two girls remaining whispered to each other, probably discussing who would be the farter. Twixt approached the line in the fighting circle, and with a dash of flair and confidence, she spun in a circle, kicking up some dust. Then, just like Harvey, she blasted some monster gas, and the fart meter started its calculations. The fart slip was pulled from the machine, and Daisy Dropkick read it to the crowd. One hundred and ninety-two! There was a smattering of cheers and some disappointed groans. Harvey and Luke had been beaten by only one point. They were a little upset about it. After winning the first two events, they thought it was all possible. And they knew they needed to be near perfect to get the win. Harvey put his hand on his little brother's shoulder. No worries, Luke. We still got to hang in there. We can still win this. Yeah, Harvey, said Luke. We can still win this. Next up was a truly unique event. It looked just like an obstacle course. There was always an obstacle course, but this year it was a bit different. Daisy Dropkick introduced the next event. Contestants, the next event is an obstacle course with a twist. This year we are calling it the Frogstacle Course. In order to win, you must complete the course while carrying a sleeping frog, and the frog must not wake. Harvey and Luke looked at each other a bit confused. And these are not typical frogs, said Daisy Dropkick. These are the screaming frogs of the southern swamps. Mumblings and gasps were heard throughout the crowd. Everyone in the valley had heard of the screaming frogs of the southern swamps. Some people even went just to the edge of the swamps to hear them. They were like most frogs, except... When they woke up or got scared, they screamed. Loudly. That's why people used to think the southern swamps were haunted for so long. There was always screaming. Turns out it was just frogs. So, Daisy Dropkick calmed the crowd and asked for silence. She then lifted the lid of a long wooden box to reveal a row of screaming frogs, every one asleep on its own little cute frog pillow. The frogs were delivered to the start of the obstacle course. The Ninja Olympics obstacle courses were always a sight to see. They were challenging and exciting and fun to watch. This would be the first time, though, that the Ninja Olympics obstacle course was watched in silence, so as not to wake the frogs. That was kind of cool. Harvey and Luke didn't know anything about screaming frogs. Uh, well, they knew the basics, that it was a regular frog that screamed. But they hadn't practiced their own ninja courses at home while carrying frogs. No one had. They were used to flipping and spinning and dodging and leaping their way through a course. As usual, Harvey and Luke paid very close attention to other contestants as they ran or tried to run through the course. No one got even close to the finish line at first. They'd get through the first obstacle, which was just these small blocks set in water and you had to sort of balance across them without falling in. But inevitably, there would be a slip and then a scream from the frog that just got jostled awake. Even if people saw the slip or fall coming too, the frog scream made everyone jump. 
Harvey looked over at Luke and noticed he was holding a screaming frog. He got it from one of the other contestants who went already. Luke was holding the frog in his hands and gently rubbing its tummy. The frog was completely asleep, totally knocked out. It wasn't even waking up when the other frogs would scream. Luke, that's it, whispered Harvey, noticing that Luke was rubbing the frog on just the right spot to get it to relax and sleep. Yeah, that's it, said Luke. Wait, what's it? You figured out how to keep the frogs asleep, said Harvey. Now you can get through the course. Well, said Luke, sitting down with his new frog friend, uh, I think me and Slippy are just going to rest for a bit. Why don't you go ahead, Harvey? Uh, sure, Luke, said Harvey, and Daisy Dropkick announced the next contestant. Harvey and Luke, send your contestant to the beginning of the obstacle course. Harvey walked up and stood next to the long box of frogs. Daisy carefully opened the lid and took out a frog and handed it to Harvey. Harvey took the frog in his hands and began rubbing it gently with his thumb. He hopped through the first part of the obstacle course, no problem. By rubbing the frog belly just so, he was able to spin and leap without waking the frog. He went slow at some parts just to be sure. But at this point, he wasn't too worried about finishing the course quickly since no one had finished it at all yet. He took it kind of slow, being sure to keep rubbing the frog's belly through all his flips and spins and leaps. And he did it. He actually did it. He finished the obstacle course, and his frog was still sound asleep in his hand. The other contestants were so skeptical, they thought the frog he was carrying was dead. Hey, yelled one of the contestants. His frog's broken. Let me see that. The guy reached out and grabbed his frog. Once he pulled it from Harvey's hand and there was no one rubbing his belly, the frog woke up and screamed his ridiculous frog scream. And the guy was so startled that he jumped and dropped the frog onto the ground. Hey, careful with the frogs, yelled Luke as he rushed to the dropped frog. He picked it up to make sure it was all right. I'm going to name you Slappy. Slippy and Slappy. Uh, Luke, you can't keep those frogs, said Harvey. Can too, said Luke. And Harvey then realized that they had just got two new pet frogs. And the day went on like that. New wild and crazy events, and Harvey and Luke won most of them. The crowd was ecstatic. And Harvey and Luke were so glad that they had practiced so hard this past year. All their hard work was paying off, and they knew that the possibility was very real that they might be able to join the dojo. Finally, every event was complete. The contestants were all snacking and relaxing, and the people who came to watch were waiting to hear the Clown Ninja's decision. All the Clown Ninjas were huddled around, looking at the scorecards they had been keeping all day and whispering about who, if anyone, they thought should be able to stay in the dojo. Daisy Dropkick went to the fighting circle with her clipboard to make the final announcement. Everyone else crowded around to hear. 
After some challenging discussions and some tough choices, the Clown Dojo has decided, for the first time in nearly 100 years, to allow new members. The crowd went wild. They all pretty much knew who it was. Harvey and Luke had been the favorites all day and had won most of the events. However, continued Daisy, there is a condition. Harvey and Luke, you will be allowed entry to the Clown Dojo, but first you must retrieve the sun crystal from the hallowed caves and return it here before sunset tomorrow. This announcement led to a great stir among the remaining spectators and contestants. Many people knew of the sun crystal. It was set into the top of a large mound called Stone Hill. It was like a little mountain. And inside was a cave system notorious for being home to any number of cave spiders and cave trolls and other nasty cave creatures. Harvey looked at Luke and said, Well, Luke, looks like we're doing some cave crashing. Yeah, Harvey, said Luke, still holding his two new pet frogs. It looks like we're doing some cave crashing. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, for more cool stuff to do while you're hanging out at home for a little while. I just added another drawing video where you can see how to draw Master Momo. And direct any questions or drawings to kidstoriespodcast.com at gmail.com. Adios.